1: You know, Ross, whether we're out there wholesaling or we're flipping or we're buying and holding, it doesn't matter what our exit strategy is. We, as the real estate investing entrepreneurs, we got to find the deal, right? We yeah. got to find the deals. Yeah. And, you know, so this is going to be an interesting answer on your part because, you know, your background is, is so tech and internet and stuff. What are your favorite ways to be
2: really finding the hot deals right now? The hot deals today, number one, they have to be off market. I don't, I don't really, as far as your, your viewers, you know, as far as their education goes, if you're brand new, you might be thinking, hey, I'm going to go to the MLS and start bidding. But it's very, very challenging there because real estate is so hot right now that retail buyers are coming in, institutional buyers are coming in, people that watch Jay's podcast are coming in everyone is, is flooding any of those easy to find deals. So the answer is you have to find the hard to find deals is kind of the, uh, is where the, is where the magic lies now and or have the ability to do some creative deal making and creative deal structuring to find gems that other people might not realize are deals.
1: Well, you're exactly right. In the past six months, I have bought I can only think of one I've only bought one house out of the multiple listing service. Yeah. One house. And so, you know, like with myself, you know, one uh, source that I use my wife and I started putting together 15 years ago. I mean, you know, so anyway, it doesn't matter. The bottom line is all of like 90% of my deals, I buy are not in the multiple listing service. Yeah. So so let's talk about two different subjects under that topic, Ross. One is what are the different categories of potentially motivated real estate investors Mm -hmm. could we target? And then after we talk about that, and we can talk about what your favorite categories of potentially motivated sellers are. After that, then let's talk about, well, what are the ways that you can find those once you've identified the types you want? First, Great. let's start with the categories.
2: Yeah, so the cool thing is the, the ultimate answer is a blend of these categories, right? So you can go after uh, vacant properties, properties that are just sitting there, no one lives there, a vacancy is typically, there's some sort of a problem somewhere, right? Inherited properties, anyone who has inherited a property Typically, their next order of business is to sell the property, and they want to do it in a in a in an easy way. You have bank-owned properties and uh, pre foreclosures that aren't yet listed. So, to be able to find those people that are financially motivated, whether it's an individual who is facing some sort of foreclosure or it's a it's a bank who has a property but it hasn't hit the MLS yet, those are really good. Also, uh, properties that are going to go for auction, pre auction properties. Are really uh, are really hot right now and those are kind of like the the categories but then there's there's ways to make those deals even better for instance you can filter all of those deals by owners who live out of town so if you have a vacant or a pre foreclosure that is is empty and the owner lives out of town now that's there's a lot of motivation there they're literally just waiting for a phone call if it's a pre foreclosure and the person lives out of town they've already left they've already left the property. So being able to kind of stack motivation to say, hey, I want a vacant probate with an out-of-town owner that's been vacant for three years, right? This property needs to be sold. The property I live in, that's the exact, you know, filter set that it was. You know, this, this lady inherited the property. It was her father's property. She held on to it for a while, didn't want to let go of it kind of right away. She had some sentimental value, but we, uh, we contacted her at the right time and she's like, yeah, it's, it's time to get rid of it. So understanding kind of the different different deal sources, you know, you have the different deal sources and the motivation layers and being able to kind of stack those is how you would kind of like pinpoint the, the best deals there. The biggest challenge there, if you can figure out how to, how to find just those great deals, then you have to find the owner. So the challenge is to first figure out what are the best deals? How do I figure out what what the addresses are? And And then how do I find the owners? That is essentially the puzzle that once you solve, you can just be up and running very, very quickly.
1: Speaking of the word connected investors, are you by chance connected with your favorite skip trace company that can locate, you know, these people where they live, their phone numbers? There's all kinds of skip trace companies out there But you know, you being the tech savvy person you are, you connected with anybody on that?
2: Yeah, yeah, we have, uh, we actually personally bought every single person's contact info in the US. So we can be that, uh, we can be that provider. It's kind of scary that you can just buy that, right? Right. You type in an address, says is this Jay Connor? Yeah, there you go. Here's your phone number, your email. Here's what your occupation. Like the data that you can buy now is is crazy. And that's – but for some reason, real estate has has been really far behind to take advantage of this. So we're kind of in this golden age right now to where they're still old school to where people are on the outside. The, the average everyday person can't really figure it out. But it's easy enough that if you want to figure it out, you can. And you just have like a green light to where you can say, all right, Show me all the vacant pre-foreclosures with out-of-town owners and give me all their phone numbers and then you don't have to knock on doors like I was telling you I used to do. You're just picking up your phone and calling people up and some people are, will answer, some people won't, but you're only one answer away from, you know, your first or next flip. So, yeah. you know, we're at a really exciting time in technology right now.
1: Yeah. Ross, I'm sure you're familiar with Collective Genius. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mastermind. I've been in that mastermind with Jason and, and his team for a couple of years you know, high high end real estate investors, you know, they're doing at least 50 deals a year or more. And so what I've been hearing up until about, I want to say maybe about a year ago until about a year ago, everything was still direct mail. Everything Mm -hmm. was direct mail. And that doesn't mean people haven't been door knocking and that doesn't mean people haven't been picking up the phone calling, you know, all this time as well. But it just seems to me, from my observation and listening to a lot of people talk, it seems to me that there is a movement that is gravitating towards more outbound calling using, you know, mojo dialers and all this type of stuff. Are you hearing the same thing? What are you hearing out there as to people's, you know, preferred way of communicating or getting people to respond?
2: Yeah. Well, the thing is like, why would you send direct mail when you can send a direct message? A direct message is, doesn't cost anything really to do. Direct mail is very expensive. Now, I am a huge advocate of direct mail. I made my first million in real estate. I would send direct mail, and I would knock on doors. And I'd send direct mail, and I'd put up bandit. Because I'd, I'd get the list from the courthouse, which was very labor-intensive. I'd send out the mail. Then I would go knock on the doors. And if they answered, I'd talk to them. If they didn't, I'd put a We Buy Houses sign right outside their door. So they'd walk <laughs> in like, why is that sign there, right? <laughs> so just like back then I was doing it all today, you have to, you have to do it all, you know, it's, but yes, the answer is people are automating the, the outbound dialing and connecting, you know, to the, to these individuals. So doing them in tandem is, is always best sending out some direct mail, following up. Hey, I sent you uh, I sent you a postcard the other day. Did, did you see that? Or, you know, having those, those two pieces of information. There are, are important because sometimes I mean direct mail is inefficient, but sometimes you got the wrong phone number, and somehow that piece of mail makes it, gets forwarded the right five times and makes it to the person. So the answer is yes. You have, you have to do both of it, both. But what's great is if you if you're on a budget and you just want to hustle, you can hustle on the phone for free, <laughs> uh, which is yeah, which is which is nice. Actually, the uh, mastermind you're in, we we allow real estate investors to work out of our office here, and one of the gentlemen in our Is also in that mastermind as well. So anyway, yeah, he's he's always telling me about some of the advancements, and and he does all that on a daily basis. And we sit down with our software next to his software, and we're constantly uh, updating, uh, you know, the the deal finding software that we have to be the solution to where it's here are the deals, here are the filters, here are the phone numbers, and it's all in in one spot. So you can just open up CI, connect investors, and just find the deals, fund the deals, flip the deals. But you know, we, we got really heavy into helping real estate investors solve the deal finding problem because believe it or not, it's getting harder and harder to find real estate investors that need funding because it's getting harder and harder to find deals. Right. So to keep, to keep our funding portal growing, we have to help people find more deals because the lenders right now, they're fighting over deals, just like you heard with Jay. He had four or five of them calling up and he said, yes, yes. And he said, no, 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 yes. You know, they're fighting over deals. Private money is still pouring into real estate And supply and demand is just not there. The amount of available private money to the amount of deals is, you know, has teetered the other way.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I've I've got a good problem right now. I mean, right now, as of today, I've got about, round figures, $500,000 sitting on the shelf just waiting to be used. And so, you know, I've learned the hard way in the past years. I say, look, man, or look, lady, I got you in the queue, you know, you're next, you know. And then you've got the referrals going on. Like just last week, this lady calls up my office. She's heard what I pay my private lenders. I've never met this lady in my life. And one of my staff members tells her my program is to what I pay private lenders. She says, okay, put me down for a hundred thousand. How fast can you use it? You know, I mean the the money's there. It's like you say, it's the finding of the deals.
2: I I will say this though, just because we see every private lender, every hard money lender, the, the under $100,000 range is a very challenging yes. range because most yeah. lenders don't want to deal with under $100,000 because it's just as much work for them to do a $100,000 loan as it is a $500,000 loan. That's right.
1: And my real estate attorney charges me the same thing to buy a $100,000 property as it does to buy a $500,000 property. You know.
2: <laughs> yeah. So exactly. that's really but having those local individuals that you can call up that just wanna invest fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars is nice to have. But also just just think about this for anyone who's getting into it saying, Hey, I wanna start with cheaper houses, if these lenders aren't doing the the more affordable, the under hundred thousand dollar houses because the economics don't work, you can probably take a little lesson from that. And maybe you should step up your game into the quarter million dollar, you know, number. Because let's let's face it, if you default on a hundred thousand dollar note, it's the same thing as if you default on a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar note. So depending on your markets, what you're doing, you know, it could be good to kind of go bigger, but everyone, everyone has their niches. You know, someone in Wilmington here, they focus on $60,000 section eight houses. They buy five or 10 of them at a time, you know, they're getting them for 60, they're renting them for a thousand to 1200 a month, huge ROIs there. But just depending on the type of financial freedom that you're trying to create for yourself.
1: Exactly. Well, Ross, I'll tell you, When it comes to all the providers out there for the real estate investing industry, I don't know anybody else in my network of business colleagues and friends that has the number of tools that for real estate investors to use. And as importantly, you always stay on the cutting edge as to what's the latest, you know, what's the greatest, what's faster, what's cheaper, what's more efficient, you're always coming out with it. So since this show is gonna be out there forever and ever and ever, amen, what's the best way for my audience to connect with you and your team to
2: take advantage of all the resources that you have to help them be successful? Yeah, well, Connected Investors, if you're on your mobile phone, download the app. The app is awesome because you can see all the other investors in your town, and you can see the investment properties in your area. So, you know, we're pushing the online platform. connectinvestors.com is great. Uh, the app is just kind of completely next level. And because the app knows where you are, it's showing you investment properties near you. It's showing you other lenders and everything you need. It's like a 24-hour RIA. Right, which was—I mean, I got—I got my start at the uh, at the local RIA. I needed to meet people. I went—I went to the local RIA, and it's—it's great to be able to pull it up and see that. So, download the Connected Investors app. If you're not into apps, go to connectedinvestors.com, and you can you know find all these different resources that we've uh, we've talked about.
1: That's awesome. Well, Ross, we're out of time for the show, but uh, parting comments from you.
2: Parting comments. Right now is such an exciting time to be a real estate investor. If if you're on the sidelines, you got to jump in. If if you're already in there running, you got to run a little faster. We got to take advantage of this this perfect time where technology and real estate have kind of come together to where, like I said earlier, if you you do just a little bit of research, which your your people do, obviously, if they're on this podcast, and you just implement just a little bit, you're so far ahead. In another five or 10 years, all the data will be, there'll be nothing that's not available to everyone. So this is kind of a a golden age for uh, for real estate investors to take advantage of technology to accelerate what they're doing.
1: That's awesome. Ross, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to be here on the show. So everybody, it's a no-brainer. Download the app, Connected Investors, the website, connectedinvestors.com. And what a breath of fresh air. So Ross, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you at one of our events very, very soon. I got to get down yeah. to Wilmington and see uh, your new show place It's down there on Front Street. So with that, Everybody, I'm Jay Conner, the Private Money Authority. Here's to taking your real estate investing business to the next level. We'll see you on the next show. Bye for now.